everyone! Welcome back to 2020 Psych, or welcome to 2020 Psych. Happy New Year! I hope you all had a great holiday season, a very safe and social distanced holiday season. I'm joined today by none other than my father. I will go ahead and let him introduce himself. Hello, my name is Dr. Hernandez. I'm a double board certified psychiatrist, and it's great to have you uh, back with us uh, for this upcoming year. We really enjoyed last year starting our podcast, doing 14 episodes for you guys. It really, every week, we looked forward to it coming together, trying to figure out topics of what we wanted to share with all of you, what we felt was important, and we hope to continue doing that in this upcoming year, providing more insight on whatever you guys are interested in, whatever we find most relevant uh, to talk about. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this episode. So, Dad, we had a discussion about COVID-19, the... We've talked about it on our podcast before, uh, several things about COVID, you know, precautions, what it does on mental health, how people during these hard times can stay active physically and mentally to kind of keep their spirits up. And now it's kind of come full circle, it seems, with vaccines. So I just want to pick your brain today and have a discussion about what are the vaccines out there right now that are being distributed to the public? And what do you know about them? What are they composed of? Because I know a lot of people have a lot of confusion and there's a lot of questions out there and a lot of skepticism, rightfully so. So I hope this episode can bring some awareness and some knowledge to everyone. Well, we'll be happy to shed some light on the vaccines. As you know, in the United States, currently, there are two available. One is the Pfizer vaccine, and the other is the, the Moderna vaccine. And these vaccines are actually novel or new types of vaccines that are they're called genetic vaccines because they work on a gene or a piece of a gene that will modify our RNA or mRNA to synthesize our proteins that will help fight off the coronavirus. So in that sense, they're, they're very new. It's exciting uh, technology, if you will, that uh, are really gut sent at this point. Uh, as you know, uh, this uh, plague has really devastated uh, the whole world. Uh, we've suffered some personal losses. Uh, my mother was a victim of COVID as your grandmother over uh, uh, in, the, in the month of December. So it's something that uh, we're, of course, very saddened by, and we share uh, a lot of uh, sadness and grief that many millions of families uh, throughout the United States have suffered and, and worldwide as well. So we've taken a particular interest in trying to educate others to keep themselves safe so that they don't suffer the same fate that, that many families already have. Yeah, I think that was one of our challenges at the end of the year was dealing with that loss of my grandma, your mom, from COVID specifically. Um, that was definitely a shock for the whole household. And it kind of, it definitely put things into perspective that no one is immune to this, this plague, this pain, the 
traumas that come with it. Whether you're directly or indirectly affected by it, you feel some type of some type of pain, some type of emotion when you think of COVID-19 and all it's done to collectively the our whole human race, honestly. And I think you brought up a good point that we want to we want to talk about it. We want to bring it to light because ultimately people want to feel safe and they want to feel reassured during these times. More than in a time where in an unprecedented time of uncertainty, people want to be reassured that I am in control of my health. I can protect my family members. I can protect myself and I can ultimately stay alive. So let's get into the, let's address the skepticism of the vaccine because a lot of people are, you know, saying that it's rushed, it's a little suspect, that how can they come up with a COVID vaccine so soon when there's not even a cure for cancer? Uh, What would you say to a common question like that? Well, it's interesting that you point out the word cancer because I know that the Moderna vaccine, the people that are behind that company actually were developing treatments for cancer and they had been developing a particular technology specifically called nanoparticles that sort of are like these oily capsules that they've been working on this for 10 years and because they were more advanced than the Pfizer vaccine was in that regard, their vaccine is more stable and does not require the ultra low temperatures that the Pfizer vaccine does. So there's a lot of brilliant people that have been behind these vaccines and they had been studying and working on this, these type of technologies for a long time. It just so happened that when the coronavirus came about, it, they were sort of ready to decode that virus within actually literally within two or three days. And before you knew it, they were they had the technology, the know-how to uh, send uh, vaccine uh, uh, for a clinical trial within 41 days to the National Institute of, of uh, Infectious Diseases so that they could try it on to start using it in the clinical trials. And the Pfizer um, vaccine was also at this unbelievably quick pace that these uh, brilliant researchers were able to uh, get this vaccine together. So we're located in LA County, which is is kind of the epicenter right now, and definitely the United States, potentially the world. Um, so we've, it's kind of interesting, you know, um, to see the just dynamic of how everything has played out specifically here in LA. People need to protect themselves so that they won't transmit it, hopefully, uh, to others. Uh, and they won't get that get it themselves. It's not really clear if the vaccines will prevent you from transmitting it, but they'll, it, they'll, they've been definitely proven to keep you from getting infected and or developing the uh, severe illness if you do get infected. So they are very protective. Uh, the The numbers are very good, and everyone should get a vaccine when it's available to them. Are there any between the Moderna and Pfizer vaccine, I know there's those are the only two available in the United States right now. 
between the two of those, is there one better than the other or does it matter? Like, what specifically is the difference between the two? Because I'm sure people might have questions about that as well. Well, they're both equally as effective, you can say. The Moderna one, because it's more stable, is easier to distribute to, say, the local pharmacies, the local clinics, whereas the Pfizer one requires ultra-low temperatures, which few facilities have the capacity to store vaccines at that temperature. So it's the hospitals that are the ones that are able to have those facilities and, and subsequently give that vaccine out. The Moderna, it seems to be like it's going to be easier to distribute uh, to the public. I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to know, are you getting a vaccine and which one are you getting? I would like to get the Moderna because I think that it's going to be easier to obtain. And of what I've heard, the side effects may be a little uh, less uh, painful than, than the Pfizer one. Could you maybe offer up some, obviously you have friends, very dear friends in the healthcare field. Can you maybe offer up some experience personal experiences they've had taking the vaccine, side effects, all that. My colleagues that I've spoken to that have had the vaccines have had sore arms with the Pfizer vaccine because that's what they've had, the Pfizer vaccine. And the, the second dose that they've received, they've had slightly more side effects, some of things like uh, fever, chills, even diarrhea uh, that can last a couple, like, their side effects can last for uh, a couple of days. So the, the, it's, it sounds as if the second round has been a little more painful or difficult to navigate than the first round. And why do you think that is? And also, do you think people hearing that would be swayed from not getting it because of those side effects? Well, it's like anything else. You always have to weigh risk versus benefit. And the benefit is that it'll keep you, potentially keep you alive. Uh, as you know, if you don't get it, you run the risk of uh, maybe getting the, the infected by the coronavirus and it killing you. So the benefits far away the risk of not getting a vaccine and uh, getting infected by COVID-19 and it, and it taking you to your death. I know another question people might have is why two doses? Why? Because uh, maybe like, I don't know how other vaccines work. Obviously, I was vaccinated when I was a little baby. I got my shots. Did I, were those, va the vaccines that, you know, are standard already, like, are those just one doses? Or is it common that, oh, you go, when you're a little baby, you go get your first shots and you get your second round. Is that just common practice with vaccines? Well, all vaccines are different to a certain extent. They're different kind of vaccines. I couldn't really quite determine when I try to look at the um, why it's required to have two vaccines, but you, all the clinical trials were done with the Pfizer one three weeks after the first dose was given and the Moderna vaccine was given four weeks after the first dose was given. The studies, the data is from that those patients that have received two doses, but again, I'm not exactly sure as to why that second dose has been required. Yeah, I think it's important to just bring up the fact of like people did make people have made comments of the vaccines rushed um, they didn't work that hard on it and though comments to that effect 
And I think it's important just to mention that due to the seriousness of this virus, there was ample funding fed to both companies working on the vaccine and ample volunteers for the trials. So this is a tried and true tested vaccine, would you say? Absolutely, yes. They were done with rigorous uh, scientific methods, very well done, uh, carefully done, well-funded. Um, and again, the people that were behind this were, uh, the, the lady that sort of started this all was from Berkeley, and she won a Nobel Prize for Chemistry in 2020. So there's obviously some brilliant minds that are behind these vaccines. So they're very well thought out, very well done, and, and really they're, as I said earlier, godsend. I know you keep up with UK medicine, particularly. Are there vaccines over there that UK citizens are, have access to that are getting distributed to them? And do you think we'll see, outside of the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, do you think we'll see a third version of a vaccine come to the States? Well, yes, there's some brilliant work being done at Oxford, by led by Sarah Gilbert, and that's not a genetic vaccine. They're taking an adenovirus, which is a common cold virus from a chimpanzee, and modifying that, and that's going to work on DNA as opposed to RNA. So um, that was a little bit botched up with some other doses, and that's why they're a little behind. But apparently that's going to be also a fabulous vaccine that will soon be available worldwide as well. So we have the vaccines. Now it's a matter of distribution, convincing people to go and get it. What do you think it's going to take? Like I, we're having this conversation right now in hopes that someone will listen to this and feel a bit more comfortable with the vaccine. But there's a lot of skepticism. There is a lot of people have doubts about our government as they rightfully should. So, uh, yeah, what do you think it's going to take for people to get this vaccine? Because we need it. Well, as you pointed out, there's been skeptics throughout this whole uh, pandemic from the get-go. Some people to this, to this day aren't convinced that it even exists. Um, you know, those of us, as we mentioned earlier, that have suffered uh, very personal losses can testify that it's real. And if uh, you look at a hospital, if you look at their emergency rooms, the capacities, all the patients that have died, uh, all the health care workers that have so valiantly and heroically, courageously have been caring for this tremendously sick patient population, uh, it's it, it's really uh, there's really no doubt that this that this plague is uh, uh, really uh, devastating the the entire planet. So uh, for those of you that are skeptical, uh, I, I would just wish that you would uh, see things a little differently and be more reality based and and get a vaccine. Uh, uh, we all need to take care of one another or ourselves and not infect our, our loved ones. Uh, uh, so um, so by all means, uh, please get a vaccine if it's available to you. Well, something that 
definitely needs to be addressed in this conversation for those people that do, specifically black and brown people who have their hesitations about this vaccine, is there needs to be this acknowledgement between the healthcare system and these communities of the unequal treatment that they have been given the past 150 years, however far back you want to go. There's been a lot of distrust and a lot of malpractice um, between, I would say, a lot of malpractice um, against the black community and the brown community. Um, So I think there's reasonable there's reasonable doubt why these specific communities have their hesitations and I think that's very fair and it's hard to put your trust in a system that hasn't actually benefited you or had your best interest in mind. Well I believe that those of us in the medical field need to advocate for our patients and educate them and try to encourage them to take the vaccines and to educate them about the importance of social distancing, washing their hands, taking care of uh, themselves and their loved ones so that they don't get infected. We need to be able to lend that sort of education to them and encourage them to uh, about what this uh, pandemic is, how to prevent it from Uh, happening or from uh, infecting us, from hurting us, and we need to inspire them, encourage them, and educate them to uh, make it through this. I think that's one of the things that I've really been bummed about throughout this whole pandemic since since we got here in March 2020 is there's been no emphasis on community and all emphasis on individual in individuals and I just think that's the worst way to go about specifically a pandemic that affects anyone and everyone you're doesn't discriminate this virus and I think there the lack of effort to unify um, our communities our local communities our state community and our national community has just really been detrimental to the effort to fight this and that's why we're, we have to have this conversation now to try to hopefully ease anxieties from people about what the heck's going on right now. Well, it's like one of my colleagues, one of my esteemed colleagues told me that because of leadership at the federal level and the red and blue divide, there's been that lack of consistency, that lack of leadership and therefore that has led to as you pointed out earlier some skepticism uh, some um, anger some mistrust uh, because we're not getting clear messages and unfortunately this has trickled down to our society where it's at a point where some individuals are feeling guilty because their elders were infected and subsequently died because they didn't take the pandemic seriously enough so again it's something that all of us that are in a position to try to inspire those uh, that we treat uh, we need to do more to 
advocate for everybody's safety, for our, the public health safety. And I think that this uh, is a platform for us to get out the word to as many as we can to hopefully encourage them to do the right thing. I'm glad we're having this conversation. I would hope that people can feel a bit better by this dialogue. And if anyone has any more questions, please reach out, DM us, DM me on Instagram, whatever it is. Like, if you have my number, hit me up. Like, we want to answer questions. We want to ease anxieties. We want people to feel confident that this vaccine, these vaccines are good. They're promising. They're doing what they're supposed to do. And we have to move forward. We have to keep going because life's going to continue on. So we want to, once again, uh, wish everybody uh, health and prosperity in this year. We hope that you take care of yourself, that we hope that this year will uh, be a safer year for all of us. And hopefully we can prevent uh, more people from dying from this. And again, we want to welcome you back to this year. We hope that it's a better year for all of us. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of 2020 Psych. We truly love being back. We're happy to be here. We hope you guys come on the ride with us. And yeah, see you guys next week. I hope you have a great day wherever you are.